Hello, Internet. The Morgan You Know Podcast Network presents Balls and Brew. Welcome to another edition of the Flagship Sports Podcast here on the Morgan You Know Podcast Network. I am your affable host. My name is Rod Morgan. Joining me are my three merry men that I always gather to talk sports with me the same way that you talk sports with your buddies around the bar, maybe having a couple of brews, thus the name Balls and Brew. Joining me from North Carolina, under duress, I'm told that I have to go to him first this podcast. It's the old man. It's Chris King. Chris, hello. Yeah, it is. It's a special, special evening for uh, the Morganino podcast world. Our very own founder and podfather is celebrating his birthday today. He is now an even older man than he was. He is becoming, well, he's still got a long way to catch me, but he is getting older nonetheless, but we love him. He is Rod, and it is his birthday. Everybody give him a happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Happy birthday. Thank you, Thank you gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. For your merry yes. men, apparently. For, for my merry men, yes, those other voices you hear, someone who sounds very excited to be a merry man. He's always merry when he's editing every one of these podcasts here on the Morgan You Know Podcast Network. We'd be nothing without him. He's our guy. He's James Thomas, Jim Riska. Jimmy, hello. Through all the clipping for Chris, for all Williams going in and out, and for Rod just being the ultimate professional. I love it. Super Bowl's over. What do we do? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can go back to the episode in this very feed right before this one, and you can listen to Jimmy putting on a masterclass in editing on our Love Songs podcast. That True. is a great, fun listen. Jimmy really got to flex his muscle on that. Great stuff there. Go back and listen to it. Sure, we tied it into Valentine's Day a bit, but it's an evergreen type episode that you can listen to anytime you want to throw your arms around someone you love. And, you know, speaking of somebody we love, it's our handicapper. We could not talk football if it wasn't for him. He's our guy. He's Josh Williams. Josh, hello. What's up, boys? This is a pretty good Super Bowl, right? A lot of action was, going on. It was I a great was, Super Bowl. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we, we were looking for a Tom Cruise game that reached Top Gun levels all year long, and then we ta- we called off the Tom Cruise game of the week, and then we finally got one in the Super Bowl. So if, if I had to sacrifice my stupid made-up gimmick for the podcast to get us a good Super Bowl game, by golly, I have absolutely no problem doing that. Mr. Williams, let me start here. Let's just, we'll, we'll talk about a few other things, but we got to just rip the Band-Aid off right here from the top. You talk referees quite often. We give you a little chiding every once in a while about your referee stats. This game kind of, I mean, it didn't really come down to a big call, but that big call certainly swayed a whole lot of how that game played out at the end. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it kind of sucks that it came down to, to that play. I, I mean, I feel like you kind of have to throw the flag. I, I don't know. Bradbury came out later and said that he did hold him. I think it's a penalty, but like maybe you want to have the refs not throw that flag at that stage of the game. Um, yeah, it's a little, it's a little unfortunate. I was actually more disappointed with the field, man. I mean, the NFL cannot put out a product like that. They spent $800,000 on the field and you come up with that. And if, that's not the first time either, man, that was the TCU Michigan college football playoff game. The semifinal that, that was played on that field. There were, there were guys slipping all over the place there. Uh, there was a fiesta bowl like five or six years ago played there guys slipping all over the place there. You cannot have that, man. I saw a video chopped up of the, of the Eagles pass rush guys just falling all over the place, man. Could not get to Mahomes. Um, that, that, that sucks, man. I, I, I feel more disappointed about the field. Than, uh, than the officiating. I thought the officiating was okay up until that up until that last call. So 
I don't know. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? I don't know. First off, I have to address. Did you just go Collinsworth on on us and give us a pass rush? Did you just do that? Is that what you oh, yeah. talked about right there? Pash rush. That's that's how you pronounce it now. That's that's Collinsworth. I gotta right. tell you guys, oh, that Patrick Mahomes, man. I gotta tell you, what, uh, what a player. <laughs> it really is bad that they had that horrible of a field to play on in a game with that much stakes on it. And perhaps, Jimmy, I'm going to go to you on this. We clearly respect our elders here because we allow Chris to come on the podcast with us every week. But maybe it's time to say to the the sod father himself, George Toma, who's in his 90s, maybe he's not the guy we need putting together the field any longer, right? I mean, I don't want to get accused of ageism here, Jim, but perhaps that could be a factor. It could be. Uh, it's funny, the uh, the company who made the, the or grew the grass says hey we gave it to him it was fine it's the people you know maintaining it because apparently even the eagles use that same sod so it's been you it's used in i think eight or ten stadiums overall and it's been fine so really it's the upkeep that goes to that uh or the nfl is just trying to make sure everyone goes to turf one or the other who knows well chris you actually went to school with george (laughs) you guys were in you guys were in early preparatory school together tell us what you think about the situation I kind of disagree with them on a couple of things. And and some people might say that this is a conspiracy by the NFL to make grass unappealing to the players because artificial turf is cheaper for the Wait owners. a minute. Are some people but, saying that or are you saying that? <laughs> let's, go, let's clarify like that. Everyone's saying that, right? Okay, so I have issues with the type of grass they use. They've been growing this stuff for two years, apparently, but they use the Bermuda grass, which is not a good grass. And Bermuda grass has more of... A glossy type leaf it is more adapted for southern climates that can handle drought, so it's more protective, and it is a slippier grass. It's not that great. I don't like it. It's you need to go with something like a you I, need to go with something like so, a zoju or something that's going to be a little bit thicker, a little bit nicer. So, Chris, all joking aside, not on the podcast. I'm asking you as Jimmy to Chris. The fuck do you know about grass? <laughs> I've been around Jimmy. You think all this is jokes? <laughs> I have been around. I know Up until some this stuff. moment, yes, I thought it all was, but you apparently know your grass very well. That is, that is an astute answer, and we are all now dumber for hearing that. Thank you. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> I was with you too. You said slippier. I'm not so sure that that's written down in a handbook anywhere of anyone that deals. Ash rush with slippier grass. We gotta love it. Oh, that is absolutely. Listen, and, I did not know. That we, go ahead, Chris. If, Listen, if, you if got you're more Philadelphia, brain. if you're Philadelphia, you cannot blame your pass rush on bad grass. I'm sorry, they were touting that defense up all year, especially those two weeks up to the Super Bowl. This is a great defensive line. 78 sacks for the season, second most all time. They didn't get to Patrick Mahomes once, proving once again that I know defense still wins championships. And in this case, defense, or a lack thereof, lost it for Philadelphia. It didn't come down to that last play call. They couldn't stop Kansas City once in that second half. That's all they had to do was stop them once, and they couldn't. Listen, if there's anybody that knows anything about things going wrong with bad grass, it's you. Your time at Tacoma in 84 <laughs> alone will just absolutely speak to that. Yeah, there was books written about that, but... Another podcast for another time. Definitely another podcast for another time. I did not know we would spend that much time on the sod at the beginning, but I suppose it really is. I mean, it's got to be at play, right? We had no sacks in the Super Bowl, which was a weird thing, you know? So maybe that was a little bit at play there. Guys couldn't get footing. I don't know, but I enjoyed the fact that they were going up and down the field and scoring. Mr. Williams, your uh, broader thoughts on the game. 
Yeah, I've uh I've got some I got some yeah, the 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 lack of sex, those that was that was hit by the the sharps right away uh like 2 weeks in, 2 weeks out. Uh I think the over under was six and a half on uh, total sacks by both teams. And the Sharps hit that right away, like pounded it. They knew that Mahomes had to get the ball out quick. Um, and so that, that line actually even, I think, ended up at uh, five and a half. They, they were still pounding the under at five and a half with like heavy juice, uh, like minutes before that game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with Chris. Like that, that doesn't come down to uh, uh, the Philly pass rush uh, i mean the field was terrible but like that that defense we knew was kind of overrated uh the whole the whole year so mahomes just we i mean we said we said that mahomes was going to get the ball out quick versus philly like the the short quick throws right like 65 percent of his dropbacks his release time was under two and a half seconds and on those throws like 5.7 average yards per target so this wasn't like the the kansas city super bowl that we saw against san fran where they were throwing it down the field to Tyreek all game. Like we knew that it was going to be short, quick passes by Mahomes. And like I said, Philly came in with the number one pass D, but we thought that was kind of skewed with, with the schedule they played and how susceptible they were against, you know, short throws underneath. KC had the ninth highest rate of throws under 10 yards this year. 78% of the throws in the Super Bowl were under 10 yards. Mahomes throws that were under 2.3 seconds release time. He had over 94% adjusted accuracy rate. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good, you know. I like that you ended with Mahomes there because that's certainly another conversation coming out of this Super Bowl, right? He's got two Super Bowl rings now pretty early in his career. He's got two NFL MVPs. He's got two Super Bowl MVPs. I must admit, as much as I am a fan of podcasts and narratives and sports talk radio, right, like we were real quick to get on, you know, is Patrick Mahomes now one of the GOATs? It's like, let's slow down, right? The guy's right in the middle of his career. Let's just let him win a little bit more and see how it unfolds. Chris, were you a little uh, annoyed for the uh, the crowning we were trying to do of Patrick Mahomes immediately after that game? Um, A little bit. I think some people were taking it a bit too far, like maybe a form of one-upmanship among commentators. Listen, I have no doubt in my mind, and this is one of the things I know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelce, for that matter, they are Hall of Famers. Now, if you, there's a big difference between Hall of Famer and the GOAT, okay? And it's going to be a little bit more before we start anointing Mahomes as the GOAT. I mean, he still has a ways to go to even really catch up to Peyton, in my mind, let alone if you want to consider Tom Brady the GOAT. So, that being said, listen, he is still only five touchdowns away from passing Peyton Manning in playoff touchdown passes. I don't like hearing that, but that's definitely company you want to keep. If you want to talk about how good somebody is, Jimmy, your biggest takeaway from that game, leaving it right. Was it, was it more the, was it more Jalen hurts, right? Who had himself a heck of a game. Was it the fact that you were surprised there's never been a punt return touchdown in the super bowl? Was it, was it that bent that Ben Affleck was surprisingly working at Dunkin Donuts drive through? What was it for you, Jimmy? I think the more surprising thing was Jennifer Lopez drives herself. That's kind of weird. I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> it was Jalen Hurts. A lot of people had him kind of a step below that top-tier quarterbacks even after the season he had because, oh, he didn't really play anybody. But, listen, he came to play. He played terrific throughout uh, the Super Bowl. He had one one very big mistake that probably cost him the game there uh, with the fumble. But, I think that uh, the, there's a big thing. Do you pay Jalen Hurts? Yes. Oh, but we paid Carson. Stop it. 
Stop now. <laughs> Two different people. Jalen Hurts, a little bit different level than Carson Wentz. The amount of times Carson Wentz comes up on this podcast is just absolutely hilarious. Like we just find random ways to bring old Carson back up on this show. I'll tell you what. But my my You're biggest welcome. takeaway from that was Andy Reid, right? Like Andy Reid takes a lot of guff and sure coaches, you know, when you're under their microscope for as long as he's been on the microscope, you're going to have pages and pages of mistakes that they have made. But some of those play calls at the end of that game were just absolutely masterful. I mean, just great stuffs out of the chiefs in that game. And Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, but I think we know about football that coaches really do matter. And I'd say Andy Reid really cemented himself there with the, there's not a whole lot of guys who have two Super Bowls, and Andy Reid is now one of them. So, Mr. Williams, am I uh, am I close there or am I wrong? You're you're a little bit better with a lot of this play calling stuff than I am. No, uh, Andy Reid's an awesome, awesome play caller. I I have issues with his time management, like <laughs> how he does the how he does the middle eight. The, the last four minutes of the second quarter and the first four minutes of the third quarter is terrible. I mean, he's, he's really bad at that. Uh, almost cost him the Bengals game uh, and the AFC championship game. But, but yeah, no, he was, he was awesome. He had, he put on a clinic against the uh, defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, Gannon, like he, Gannon didn't make any adjustments. Um, yeah. I don't, that's, that's a tough hire there for Arizona Cardinals to, to hire in Gannon after he just got torched in the Super Bowl there, man. How are you going to hire a defensive coordinator who can't who can get fooled by the same play twice? Like, clear as day. And it's not something that the Chiefs haven't ran before. They've ran that play earlier in the season. This guy should have been prepared for it, and they did it twice. And both times those dudes were wide open. Yeah, they yeah. were. Those were some cool plays. I dug the heck out of both of those. But you mentioned uh, the Arizona Cardinals hiring the defensive coordinator. I mean, I think we would be remiss if we did not mention on this podcast that our predictions of one Jeff Saturday continuing as coach of the Indianapolis Colts so we could continue to laugh at them is no longer possible. But I did hear odds for winning the Super Bowl going into next year and your my, our Indianapolis Colts have the worst odds of any team in the entire league at winning the Super Bowl next year. So with that said, what do we have to say about, uh, what's the guy's name? Shane Steichen, I believe. Is that how you pronounce his name? The offensive coordinator from Philadelphia going to your Indianapolis Colts. Jimmy, you go see this team quite often. Are you excited to see this guy come in and coach your Colts? As a season ticket holder, I am so pumped to take my son to see the team that has the worst odds, uh, but they're still going to be better than they were this year. So I think we'll be okay. Odds for Super Bowls don't matter. Uh, Shane second. Yeah, uh, the Eagles had a really good offense this year. Uh, I was still thinking about that the enemy, and we can talk about that later. But I think that the Colts have a direction to go. Uh, they've never gone with an Eagles offensive uh, coordinator before after a really good run. So I think that's fine. I know it's they're two different people. Uh, but I – I think this just points to the fact that they're trading up with the Bears. I'm sorry, Rod. It's no, going to happen. No. Uh, and, and, I, you know, it's going to happen. They're going to take uh, – I, I don't know. I think Stroud is the person to take. I would like. I would want Stroud if I were the Colts. He's bigger um, and he's stronger, and I think that that is the pick to do. They're not going to be three quarterbacks taken ahead of the Colts at four. We'll take whoever is there at four. If we are truly going to be as bad as we all think the Colts are going to be next year, why in the world would you trade future draft capital? Chris, am I crazy? Do you still want to trade up, or are you starting to be on my side of the fence here? I never wanted to trade up. I still don't want them to draft a quarterback. I want them to sign a quarterback. 
I I don't like any of the quarterbacks that are really coming out of college this year. I don't think any of them are what I would be considering long-term franchise quarterbacks. So why should we waste that capital on them? You got to give it a shot, man. I mean, that's that's what I would say, right? I mean, you got to give it a shot. These guys are considered to be top of the draft prospects by a lot of people. They clearly have a chance, you know. I mean, I guess there's some benefit to maybe taking a shot next year because I hear there's a couple of good guys that might be in the running next year. And if the Colts are as bad as we truly think they are, then I guess you have some uh, metal there to be correct. But I don't know. I just want the Colts to draft a quarterback. I'm sick of the retreads. You know, I think a lot of Indianapolis Colts fans feel the exact way. Let's finish here with uh, Mr. Williams, the guy who uh, who's our handicapper. What do you think the Colts' chances are of uh, having a good coach here in, uh, in Mr. Steichen? Well, I, I mean, I, I was on the bandwagon of you cannot bring Saturday back. And then I, I thought that they might hire Steichen. And, uh, I mean, I think he kind of bailed out him and hurts kind of bailed out Jonathan Gannon this year. He got them out to leads. Uh, and then, you know, those weak offenses that they were going up against became very predictable, uh, when coming from behind, that's how Philly racked up, you know, 70 plus sacks this year. So, um, We'll see. The, the Colts have always kind of drafted like big, strong-armed quarterbacks, even going back to like Jeff George, um, Manning, Shout Andrew out. Luck. Shout out Jeff George, my guy. Yeah. So that kind of falls into Will Levis, but like, um, I'm higher on I'm higher on I'm higher on Bryce Young than than I think you guys are. I think he's yeah, but extreme. he's not going to be there unless the Colts trade up and you have ulterior motives here, my friend, right? Like you're sitting there with just a little, you know, like you're all being normal, but no, you're a bears fan. You want these Colts picks for future capital. The Colts don't have to go up to get CJ Stroud in my opinion. And the only yeah, way but- they can get him is if your bears benefit from them going up to get him. Correct. I, I would not take C.J. Stroud. I think or Bryce the other Young. One, whatever, Bryce Young, whatever. I don't watch college football. I work on Saturdays. At, listen, at best, Bryce Young, at best, his ceiling is Doug Flutie. Wow. No. All right? No, which, dude, no way. Which, which, isn't, which isn't bad <laughs> no way. necessarily, but that's not winning new championships either. No, listen, his, how many people it, get a serial named after him, Chris? I take offense <laughs> to you using Doug Flutie as a pejorative here. <laughs> I was gonna say being a quarterback for like twenty years, yeah, that that's horrible. No, man, I think you're you're seriously underselling Bryce Young. His his ceiling is probably Drew Brees. He's 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 extremely poised in the pocket. He's got absolutely fantastic accuracy. His anticipation is is phenomenal. The only the only thing against him is he's slight. He's 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 like five ten, one eighty five. And that's for teams that are drafting at number one. The only thing against them is like, like Armani shades, Williams, you've heard of Armani shades before, right? Those things are absolutely fabulous. They look lovely on people's faces, but I'm not paying the price to wear Armani shades as much as I will admit to you that they are wonderful sunglasses. And I'm happy for people who have them. I'm not paying the price to get them. So I'm not paying the price that it's going to take to get the kid from Alabama who I've already forgotten his name. (laughs) Right. I mean, I, I'm not even saying that as a Bears fan. I, I would say if you are I'm, too. If, See, look at you. Look if at I'm the, you. If I'm the Colts, the I, season's I, over. You don't have to be impartial yeah. anymore. You can be a Bears fan. I'm also surprised the Bears have a higher odds of winning the Super Bowl than the Colts. They have a quarterback. Yeah, they still only won three games on a week schedule. That's the Bears. That's look, be the tough Bears looked like a competent franchise at times last year. The Colts did not. I would have the lowest with Arizona personally. Uh, Lowest oh, they're the going to be Super horrible. Bowl. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm already you, already taking their under. For well, Levis might be the their desert. quarterback. You folks out in the desert. <laughs> You've already taken their under. <laughs> no matter that's nice. No matter what it is, I'm going to guess it's like five and a half. That's <laughs> that's the first bet of uh, of next year's <laughs> balls and brew Zona win total under. All right, I like that. That's a that's a good place to uh, bring this to a wrap, Mr. Williams. You will have a couple week respite here. We have no games for you to chop up for us, but you. As you often let it be known on this podcast, are a huge college basketball person. So we will have you back when the tournament brackets are released and we will do the Josh Williams March Madness spectacular. But uh, you get a couple weeks off here, my friend. Are you sad that there's no football to chop up for you this week? It's a little sad, a little sad, but I got Daytona. I got XFL. I got March Madness Selection Sunday coming up. I got, I'm going to be looking at Ken Palm rankings, Bart Torovic rankings. I got World Series of Poker Circuit event coming in Hammond. So I got, I got all kinds of stuff going on. Let's go. There's, there's the USF now, L now too. Listen, yeah. Don't forget, there's still, yeah. there's still football coming don't, out. It may not be real football, but listen, still football. 1 888 with it. All right. If you're starting betting the XFL and the USFL, we really got to make sure that you got that number on hand and that you're calling it. All right. This is just, that's just, we can't be doing the XFL and the USFL bets. We're certainly not going to be doing yeah. those on the podcast, right? Jimmy, you agree with me on that? Oh, no way. Not happening. Unless it's, well, you can talk about officials in the XFL, though, right? There you go. Oh, of course he could break those down. Williams has got to listen. He can give us officials in a lacrosse matchup right now, right? He's got he's got his officials notebooks right there in, in his in his background in his hand. He can reach his right arm back right now and pull out an officials notebook about somebody in a petanque game in the south of France. That's how deep he can go on officials. You guys didn't think I was going to go petanque on you, did you? <laughs> you? I thought you were going to go uh, Pakistani cricket, like Cosby Show petanque. Okay, I get you. I get you as a child of the eighties. All right, let's go. Well, I was also, I took French, right? And that was like the thing that you would do. Like they had a little petanque court set up in the back where they also did like uh, like bocce ball or whatever too, right? Like the old guys would come do bocce ball, but then we did petanque out there. So that's how, that's how I remember it. Shout out Monsieur Peden. Shout out. He was a heck of a French teacher. Oh. And just so you guys know, I'm a demon on the bocce ball court. A demon? You're a demon in a lot of places, not just the bocce ball court. All right, listen, we have a special guest lined up to chop up NBA with this, Mr. Williams. We will say goodbye to you and thank you as always. And we will catch up with you around March Madness time. And uh, we will be back with uh, a very special guest. And Jimmy Jamrisk will be leading us through the fast break where we talk about basketball. Welcome to the Fast Break, the fastest 15 minutes in the NBA. I'm Jimmy Rod and Chris are here. We have no time, no time to waste during this show. Rod, Chris, our kings. They're still in third place. They've been in third place for quite some time now. Not doing the best in their last 10. About a game and a half out of 10th right now, <laughs> it seems. Uh, Chris, how are you feeling about our kings? Listen, we have a multitude of representation coming up in this week's All-Star Game. We got Keegan Murray in the Rising Stars. We got Hoarder in the three-point contest. We have Fox and Sabonis in the All-Star Game. Listen, if you're a Kings fan and a supporter, you are out there lighting that beam right now. Uh, We had a great win against uh, Dallas in the overtime game a few nights ago. That was Fox proved how he is still the most clutch player in the fourth quarter in the league in my opinion listen you are thrilled to be a kings fan right now sitting in third place in in the west 
Rod, the uh, Chris mentioned the Mavericks Kings. Mavericks came back and beat the Kings again. So kind of a uh, uh, you win, I win type situation. How are you feeling on our Kings right now? The thing that strikes me about the Kings at their current state is they're in the weirdest third place. I think I can remember in a long time, right? Like they're third place and we're all happy for the Kings. And everybody says that they're going to raise a banner just for making the playoffs. But again, they're third place, but absolutely zero people talk about them with any chance of winning a first round playoff game, a second round playoff game being in the Western conference finals. But then you flip over to the Eastern conference and any team that's going to find itself in the three hole, we're going to consider a complete contender. It's just so weird that Sacramento is this happy story and we're all fired up for them, but we still give them absolutely zero chance at being a real contender. It's just, it's, it's kind of funny where they sit. The disrespect. Well, the disrespect is real out there. It is. And if you look at the standings right now, the Kings are in third, the Timberwolves are in sixth. I mean, I would take the Kings over the Timberwolves right now. Right. Wouldn't you guys? I think so, but I, I would have to say one caveat. I would. Carl Anthony Towns is a heck of a basketball player. If somehow is he, he comes is back, he, is I he? Think he, he can shoot at least, Jim, right? So if he comes back and he finds a way to just give that team some offensive punch that they need and he still defers to Ant Edwards, I think Minnesota could be good. Remember the team we saw last year, right? If they can do any, any bit of that again and just have Rudy Gobert do what they want him to do, which they've been quietly getting closer to, I don't know. But I'm sort of with you, but I just think – don't write Minnesota off as quick as you did. I don't know how I became Minnesota's number one supporter there, but it happened. Well, it's not writing him off. I think Conley coming in does help Gobert a lot because, well, he doesn't hate Gobert like Russell did, so that's a good thing, number one. Uh, but I also think that Cat is going to be a terrific New York Knicks center who never wins a championship starting next uh, in the summer uh, <laughs> with that. So the Kings uh, are 32-25, uh, 5-5 five five in the last 10. They are eight games back from the Nuggets. Not too bad. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Rod, it's your music, isn't it? It's the Rod Damnation of the week. We have to, have to, have to do something about this situation. The momentum is dying. I don't understand. No more distractions. But I do believe we should all follow one path in life. Hubris and ego and pride. Sorry, all that was a complete lie. Yes, I love hearing that theme because it means I get to come on here and unburden myself with something that has just really got my craw. And quite often, it has been pointed out to me that when I do one of these, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons are at the center of my ire. So perhaps I have to consider doing an emeritus situation with these two particular (laughs) individuals here soon. But that's not this time because we're going to talk a little bit more Ben Simmons. Because somehow, in the midst of the craziest trade deadline the NBA has ever seen and the Brooklyn Nets becoming one of the biggest failures, I'm sorry, but failures, okay? The three guys that were on their team and the amount of playoff victories they got and the fact that they had to trade all three of them within a year and a half is a failure. But somehow, in the wake of all of that, and Kevin Durant to the Western Conference and Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks, Ben Simmons still became the subject of so many conversations because of how terrible he is right now. I'm sorry. He's terrible. I'm going to say it. I'm not scared to call Ben Simmons what he is right now, which is a terrible basketball player. One who his coach said in a post-game press conference has trouble finding lineups to play Ben in. He proceeded to go through, can't play him with the big lineup. 
Can't play him with the medium lineup. Can't play him with the small lineup. I don't know then when Ben Simmons is ever going to play. And this man is making $40 million. So we're sitting around feeling all happy-go-lucky about the Brooklyn Nets again. They're back to the pre-KD and Kyrie days where they got some punky underdogs and they're going to be a scrappy team. And they're just waiting for the superstar. Guess what? You can't bring in a superstar because your superstar slot is already being taken up with the guy who's not even a role player. And for some reason, we are not allowed to call a spade a spade when it comes to Ben Simmons. We have to coddle him and say we feel sorry for him and hope upon hope that somehow he can come back. I do not understand how this gentleman, and I will call him a gentleman because I don't mean ample amounts of disrespect other than when we're talking about the game of basketball, gets this kind of kid glove status that, in my opinion, has never been afforded to many other players suffering the same kind of basketball fate that he is. Wow, a lot to unpack there. Uh, Chris King, question for you. I know you played uh, pickup basketball back in your day when you could move a little bit. You aren't, you know, the knee I know is issued here. There were peach baskets, yeah. yeah. Baskets, yeah. Do you think if Ben Simmons played in a pickup game in a, in a just in a college gym, he'd be fine? And it's just really everything that goes around with being an NBA superstar that's getting him, or is he just toast, period? So, Rod... Brad's partly right in in saying that that Simmons is not a superstar, and he's not. Let's 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 just get it through everybody's head. He's not the superstar we thought he could be. He is end of the bench type player for an NBA team. 12, 15 minutes a game maybe is what a player of his caliber should get in the NBA. And a pickup game, of course, he's going to be one of the better players on the court. Here's how I see him and how I think of him. I don't. I just ignore him. I'm actually pretty much have forgotten he's on the Nets. When I talk about the Nets or watch the Nets or read an article about the Nets, I don't see his name. I don't see him being talked about. One thing I know is the Nets have a good core of young guys on team-friendly contracts through 2025 and have nine or no 11 picks First round picks over the next seven years. First round picks from they 17 to 30, right? Still first round picks. They don't. They control at least seven of those 11 first round picks completely on their own. That gives them ample ammo to be able to go out and get an actual stud type player. One that would fit in with these core group of guys. And who cares where Ben Simmons at? You're not going to re-sign him. You're just going to have to eat that money and let him sit on the bench and play 10 minutes. I think he's got three years left. What are you going to – I mean, how many of those draft picks are you going to have to give away to get rid of Ben Simmons? So you got this magic huge slot to bring in your, you know, your superstar that you want to bring in with these plucky young upstarts that you're talking about. You got like five guys that are going to be making a total combined $40 million next year. That is some savings right there to be able to spend additional money to go out and get that star. And by the time those guys need to be resigned, Ben Simmons either has a low enough contract left to get bought out or he's gone. Yeah, Ben Simmons has two years left on that deal. So next year he's still going to be – it's going to be a sunk cost. And we've talked about that a lot where – there's nothing you can do about it. The good news for the NBA, that salary cap is going to spike up again, so it's not going to be as bad. But you're right. Uh, if if you got rid of KD and Kyrie and couldn't put Ben Simmons' contract with either of those, you're going to have to give up so much to get out of that. You might as well just keep him at this point and do the best you can. And, and Rod, like Chris said, 
you may have a $45 million player making, you know, 15 minute, 15 minute increments in, in a game. And that's what you're going to do. Man, that's, if I'm Joe Sy, I'm going to be absolutely angry every single time I got to cut that check to Ben Simmons on the first and the 15th. That's just, that's what I know. But uh, here's the other thing though. Speaking of Joe Sy, you know, Kyrie Irving is not someone to be believed, right? But James Harden has sort of had a couple of things to say about how toxic Brooklyn was. KD is yet to say too much, right? I didn't see anything coming out of his press conference yet. I haven't had a chance to see what he had to say today. But, you know, maybe maybe Joe Sy is a little bit toxic himself. I don't know. I don't want to completely absolve these players because normally I come down on the side of these guys should be responsible for their own actions. But uh, perhaps Joe Sy isn't the easiest or best guy to do business with. See, I took it more of Harden saying Kyrie was the the issue and him saying he just needed to get out of there because it was too crazy. Uh, again, Kevin Durant gets hurt. Everything goes downhill. That'll happen with a, a superstar. So I took it kind of more on that aspect, not as the Joe Psy, Chris. How about you? Well, you are always Kyrie's main apologist, Jimmy. I was literally saying Kyrie Irving was the main problem. I know. I was I yeah. was being I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but see, on this podcast, that's an apologist for Kyrie. I get exactly. what you're saying there. Gotcha. Exactly. I see, I kind of took it in the middle of both of you guys. I kind of took it kid. like it was a, com- a combination of that toxic relationship between Kyrie and Cy. I think that probably exasperated everything else. Gotcha. Speaking about exasperation, let's hit the Kings. Hardwood hierarchy. Last week, Chris, we had the Bucks as your king, the Celtics as your queen, the Nuggets as your prince, and shocking, shocking, the um, the what is it? The Houston Rockets memorial gesture is once again. Your Jester Emeritus. Jester Emeritus. Whatever. You know how long of a, a, a tagline this takes? The Spurs were the bad team. <laughs> you lose 14 in a row. Yeah. Like, I thought it was bad last week when they lost 11. Now it's up to 14. Maybe they're going to try to go for the record. I think that's, what, 21 or 22. Um, but it's just a level of ineptitude and – lack of any type of semblance of a team in San Antonio. Uh, I will say much like Rod, we get on Rod for having Kyrie and Ben Simmons in his automation. Uh, this will be the last week as well for the Spurs to be in the Jester seat. They have a permanent seat at that table. Uh, I guess we'll call it the kitty table. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Wow. <laughs> so, we will from now on. They will be the jester this week. They have earned their seat, permanent seat at the kitty table. Next week, we will be focusing more on playoff teams or playoff caliber teams, playoff hopeful teams that have just decided to suck. It's a great call for the stretch run. That being said, the thrones don't change. The Bucks just went out and won more. They're on what? What is that? What did I see? A 14, 11 game, eleven game win streak. Giannis is playing like a beast right now. I think he's been averaging 37 points, like 14 boards and like seven assists since he came back from that injury. Um, Just insane what he's been doing. Um, Boston still plugging along one seven out of the last 10. They still keep the queen seat and Denver 
you know, five games up in the West, continue to win, they're going to be the Prince. Jimmy, Although Jimmy. Philadelphia is closing in on Denver. Philadelphia is. Jimmy, let me ask you this. Who's got a better six or seven than the Boston Celtics? I mean, Brogdon, no Derek way. White in that game the other night. I mean, you got the Celtics have most of the smarts out. Brown's out. Tatum's is out. Rob Williams ends up not playing too many minutes again that night. Horford is out. And then you just got Derek White and Brogdon just like, and you don't miss a beat. It's insane. Amazing how really shrewd moves in the offseason pay off. Now, obviously, the Gallinari thing did not pay off at all, and it kind of hurt them. They needed to go get a, a couple people. But you know, getting solid players who know their role, who aren't going to be any drama, is just so important. And Derek White, you know, it's kind of funny with White because he's gone up and down. Oh, great trade and eh, not a good trade. Oh, great trade, not a good trade, depending on the day. But he's been a great trade uh, for the past couple of months. He's now, player of the so week last week, wasn't he, in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Lot of lot of lot of good stuff but from the Celtics. You guys, you you guys aren't wrong. But are. I'm going to give you a stat that gives a stronger case for Jason Tatum to move up on the MVP table that we'll bring up a little bit later. But like, Look listen, at you going off the script with, with Jason Tatum, <laughs> with Jason Tatum on the court, Boston that- outscores their opponents by 9.3 points per 100 possessions. When he's off the court, they get outscored by two and a half. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh oh, uh oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh my goodness. Is that is that Wu Tang's music? Wu Tang is here, the polo man. Consistency is key. Mr. Kazerski, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing grand. How are you, gentlemen? We are doing great. We're just talking some NBA now, so I cannot wait. Listen, here's the script, Matthew. Here's the script. It's gone. It's gone. I no want to take. I want to take from you. I want your NBA take. But first, I have to answer. The- <laughs> I'm going to get thrown off the podcast network for this. If I said to you, Matthew, there's a car in the kitchen. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode. We had a lot of talkful house. <laughs> Maybe one of the greatest Full House episodes ever. <laughs> listen, Bart, listen, Chris just had a heart attack. Rod, it's it's Rod's birthday today, and I just wanted to give him that present because I know how much he wanted you to bring that up. Oh, listen, I'll tell you what. You've ripped the Band-Aid off. Let's continue. I know one of the takes Wu-Tang has right now is comparing the cast of Full House to current NBA players. So, Wu-Tang, give us the rundown right now, and then we're going to move off of Full House and do NBA talk. All right. Uh, coming up first... Uh... Danny Tanner would be played by none other than Chris Paul. <laughs> Very clean. Um, <laughs> clean. Runs the show. Okay. You know, uh, <laughs> in charge. You know, does, yeah. Does a little bit. It does. A little, brings everyone together. He's one of those kind of guys. Uh, coming in with as Uncle Jesse. Uh, you know, this is kind of tough. I was thinking about. You know, I think Uncle Jesse. He's suave, uh, but he's very goal oriented. And uh, very selfish. Yes, I was thinking of Uncle Jesse as goal-oriented. Living in the Tanner household, clearly he had a goal to get himself his own place. Getting the band back together. That was his goal. So I'm going to go with uh, LeBron as Uncle Jesse. Oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, with, uh, with the, I'll see get I'm, mellow I'm going to bring Joey up last because he was the hardest one. I might actually need some help with you guys on that one. I, I have an idea, but I want to hear your thoughts. But 
I was thinking for uh, for uh, for DJ and Stephanie. Uh, DJ would be uh, would be uh, AD. <laughs> Get it, DJ mm-hmm. AD. But also oh, because no. uh, his <laughs> his wonderful fashion fashion sense, um, and he's way taller than who I'm going to take for Stephanie. Uh, which is not a current NBA player, but I'm going to give it to D Wade. Okay. <laughs> Cause he's cute. He prances around, you know, <laughs> shows that flashy smile. <laughs> Host a game show. Host a game show. And, uh, he, uh, he's a nerd bomber. <laughs> did sure did you means. say prances around? He did. Yeah. Okay. I'm just asking questions. Okay. He, okay. Yeah. He did indeed. He did indeed. Uh, and then uh, who am I? Oh, definitely the uh, Michelle. Yep. Michelle was kind of a tough one. Did but, you consider uh, the Morris twins here? With... Considering it was twins that played Michelle. Wow. On that, did you consider the Morris no twins? Wow, I like no that. I, I wasn't going to go with that, but I enjoy it. So we'll go with the, or the Plumleys. Actually, well, there's, like, there's like seven <laughs> Plumleys, isn't there? <laughs> but they're not twins. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. By the way, gentlemen, I love the the video. This is this is cool. Yeah, no one. Uh, it's still a podcast really that people right? can only hear, but it definitely helps us. We'll get there one day. We'll yeah, get there one I, day. I like it. It's nice. I haven't seen everyone's faces in forever. Jeez. Uh, and then for Joey, what do you guys think? I mean, I was kind of, I was leaning towards Mellow. Yeah, you have. Oh, I mean, you got to get Mellow somewhere. Maybe is is Mellow Aunt Becky? Oh, I like this. <laughs> I, I like this. Fun. I like this because are you basically Again. just trying to get the banana boat together? Is that essentially yes. what you're doing for, yeah. the, for the for the full house cast here? No, I mean it's a full house. Yeah. So it's a okay, full house. so all boys. so for Joey, I got a couple questions. All right. Okay. Pat Bev, kind no. of a goofy guy. No. Wait, Pat Bev's too evil. Mean. Pat Bev is too evil. It could be mean. What about Lance Stevenson? Also, two wild cards. Like Too blowing, much of a wild card. Blowing in LeBron's ear. I don't know. Uh, well, who's the fun Stumper. guy? You guys have all watched Stumper. way more Full House than me, but I don't get the feeling that you, that Uncle Jesse's just going to blow up a shed at any moment, right? And you kind of think Lance Stevenson might do that if he thinks that it would help service a plot. So I don't know that I can go there. <laughs> I got who the, who's the goofiest guy in the NBA? Brian Scalabrini. The, Popeye Jones. Popeye Jones. Popeye Jones. I think only his ears are goofy. I'm not so sure that he's goofy. <laughs> He had his teeth. Remember how bad his teeth were? They were not good. Well, listen, we tr- we try but, not yeah. to shame people for their teeth. All right, so Wu's hardwood hierarchy is Danny Tanner is CP3. Okay. Uncle Jesse is LeBron. Aunt Becky is Mellow. Joey is Ron Popeye Jones. DJ is AD because DJ AD, get it? And he's got a good fashion sense. Yes. Uh, Stephanie is D Wade because of the prancing involved. Yes. Uh, that, was most, that was the most is, solid reasoning of the whole bunch right there. Michelle is the Morris <laughs> twins because they're twins. They're twins. <laughs> and listen, let's be honest. I Michelle, get, Kate, and Ashley Olsen, or whatever their names were, they got into some shit in their lives. And the, and the Morris twins, they get into some shit. There's one one person left, and I guess it's going to be Kyrie <laughs> as Kimmy Gimbler. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nobody likes him. They all talk crap when she shows up. It's just Kyrie, right? Oh, that's hilarious, Chris. I oh. love it. And just shows up at the house, trying trying to knock on the tanners. No one wants him the there. They're trying to pretend that they're not home. 
Yeah. All right. You know, I buy Wu Tang. Listen, Jimmy, I'm gonna I'm just gonna grab the the rudder here real quick. Wu Tang, we're off to a bang. You got your full house takes on us. Now let's steer it back to the NBA. All right. So you're warmed up. Give us a give us a wild NBA take. Do you want to give us a take about what you think is gonna happen in the second half, or do you want to tell us something about what's already happened? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with a wild take for the second Love half. Love it. And I don't know if there's a wild take because I think someone threw this in the group chat at one point, but these Brooklyn Nets remind me of the Brooklyn Nets that I actually liked back when they had Atkins as the coach and they had, you know, Dinwiddie was there too at that point. I mean, they're not going to replace Jared Allen, but Claxton's looking pretty solid. Um, this is just a full you know, on, I this think... is just a full on Nets, just love fest now at this point. We like, if you'd have been with us a few minutes ago, like, <laughs> yeah, like Chris right. and Jimmy were trying to convince me of the same thing. Like you three guys are all rowing in the same direction on this. Wu-Tang, oh, I didn't know. Wu-Tang, what do you that do? That doesn't make for a very fun take. I, that's not a very wild take. Well, here's the man. thing. What's your take on Ben Simmons? What do you do with him? Because Rod just went on a four-minute rant about how Ben Simmons is the worst thing to ever happen in the NBA, I think. Um, what is uh, your take on Ben Simmons? I love Ben Simmons. Shocking. I think he's you know, Shocking. Here's my, here's my hot take on this. Ben Simmons. I'm rated Ben Simmons. Let's again. go. Ben Simmons will be an all-star again. <laughs> And you know what? Putting the period on that, I think, is fine in this case because no one thinks he can play basketball again. So Ben Simmons, you heard it here, will be an all-star again. Does he have to play more than 15 minutes with players uh, for that to happen? He does. And and I and I'm curious. I'll, I'll tell you. When I say again, do I say he's going to be an all-star with the Brooklyn Nets? Probably not. Okay. I think they're going to find a trade partner. Uh, you know, you're looking at. I mean, could you imagine? Look at Oklahoma City. They have. Can you imagine paying forty no, million dollars no, no, no. for a player who can only average seven points, two boards, three assists? Now Wu Tang was a supersonic fan. His contract's up in like no, 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 a year and a half. No, no, no. Listen, I can't believe you know, I'm going to do a... this. I can't believe I'm going to do this. But I'm going to. I'm going to go down the road with Wu here. Wu, I think I see where you're going, but you gave the wrong team. All right, you went in the right direction, but you got to go a little further south. You got to go a little closer Houston? to the Mexico border, and you got to find a team in silver and black. I think you could see Ben Whoa. Simmons as a 2025, 2026 all-star for the resurgent San Antonio Spurs. That, in my opinion, is the only scenario where it could work. Send him to a place where he's never going to get interviewed, where he'll never be on national TV, where no one will ever expect anything of him, where he will get some great coaching because we have seen time and time again in that San Antonio. I cannot believe that Wu-Tang just... This is how, this is why you bring Wu-Tang on the show. He just turned me around on what Ben Simmons. What coaching have you seen... What what coaching have you seen of San Antonio this year? What have you seen we of San Antonio this year? They're terrible. Nobody mean? has any reason to watch them. Yeah, but like, there's no growth. There's no coaching going on. There's no. That. There's no there's, development. I would argue we don't know. No, that. I don't. Great game. Hey, but wait. you should be able to see it on the court, and we definitely not if don't. you're not trying you to win, which they're not. Yeah, Chris, weren't you the one that brought up a few podcasts ago about how genius Pop was for uh, his, his rotations and shit? Or was that someone else who was old? <laughs> I think that was Chris. We shout out that he's a listener of Balls and Brew. Love to hear it. Thanks, yes, brother. and and yes, I agree. Popovich is probably one of the greatest coaches in the NBA. I mean, then he's why were you just saying what coach? Because you haven't seen it this year. And, and listen, Pop's getting older. We all know that. You have to have talent, so, Chris. You know that as well as anybody else. Yeah. I'm you just watched saying, Will Chamberlain got... play. You watched Bill Russell play. You know more than anybody else <laughs> that you have to have talent for a team to win. 
Do you remember you, the first you, time they they you had to have a great team? Basket, Chris? <laughs> and you heard you heard the Mets coach from you, Rod, say that that he doesn't know where to play Ben Simmons at. Can't play him with the bigs. Can't play with him with mediums or small. Yeah, but Jimmy hinted so at it. Jimmy hinted at it a little bit, right? I think honestly, what's going on with Ben is tough time as I give him, and more my angle on my Rod Dimnation is I don't know why we have to treat the guy with kid gloves, but I think Jimmy's right that everything else associated with being in Brooklyn and reporters and national TV and all that stuff is more what's going on in Ben Simmons's head. And I just think a place like San Antonio where it's like literally like you look outside the practice facility and tumbleweeds are rolling by like it's the old west. You know what I mean? Like I just think it's going to be the right environment for him. I can't believe I'm doing this, by the way. I, I can't believe. Yeah, you you were worried about Wu's takes and and you should be because you agreed with them. So I like that. Wu-Tang, what's another take? You, you did a complete 180 on Ben Simmons no, today. No, Ron. I don't believe like so. I don't minutes. believe so. I said I'm more against why can't people just come down on Ben Simmons. I wasn't. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to play the take. As long as you can sleep at night, Rod, that's fine. Wu-Tang, what's <laughs> another one of your takes today? Another future take? Yeah, let's go. LeBron's getting traded the second he can. Wow. So you you think LeBron goes, is AD going to stay or is AD going to go too? Nope. I, well, the problem is I think right now, and I think you guys would agree, I think AD's contract is probably a negative value. I mean, I think you're paying a lot for a guy who doesn't play much. Um, I don't see a lot of teams, you know, what, what are they going to give? Nah, he's still got some value. You know? That 15 game stretch that he had earlier this year where people had him up on the MVP table. Yeah, but he's hurt all the time, time though. Chris, you guys say that, but listen, he still is playing 55 to 65 games a year. Even these past two years when he's you been know, hurt. Even when you said yeah. 65, you maybe, you okay. So 62, 55 maybe to we go to a hundred game season. Let's say. But so like he's not that far off from being a healthy full season with rest That's off the most days. Ridiculous take I've ever hey, heard. Hey Wu Tang, he's, he's not also not very far off from being out for the entire year moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I, know. Um, I mean, listen, he is constantly day to day. Yeah, I know because he's on my fantasy team. But yeah. he does play more than he sits. Actually, I think literally he has not done that this year. Um, but that's uh, that that's pretty close. Um, Wu Tang. Carl Anthony Towns for AD. Who says yes? Who says no? Ooh, trade machine. Ooh, that's a good one, Jim. Uh, I would probably, if I was Minnesota, I'd probably say no because I feel like I can get a lot more for. Yeah, for I can it. tell you who I says think, no to that uh, trade, Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, really? Anthony Davis could play the the four. Go to like Minnesota. That unibrow will freeze up in a second. He ain't trying to go to Minnesota. No, no, actually, you know what, Jimmy. You're actually on to something here. Oh, I guess he's from Chicago, fact. isn't he? You know, but listen to this. So you you got Gobert at the five, Davis at the and four. And that's working out so well for Minnesota right now, having two seven-footers playing for him. No, well, they no, haven't. I don't think uh, Carl Anthony Towns has really played. Yeah, They were terrible for the first, like, 20 oh. games this year when he was on the team. Because he stinks. That's garbage. Well, because maybe he's not the right player to fit in that i mean i i think right now you build around edwards i think gobert is just trash that's not, that's not possible okay. though because you were talking negative has him. you were talking that, negative we, we value contract that's gobert yeah we buried the lead here wu-tang said lebron james gets traded the second he can and we just went off on this tangent that is our fault um but that's what we do here so lebron james getting traded somewhere in particular you have in mind uh miami Back to Miami. No way. Back to Miami. Um, Riley's still running home. that organization. You got to do that again? Yeah, he and Riley Back got Back to a- Miami. 
for uh, maybe Cleveland. Duncan I don't Robinson. think he's going to go anywhere that that he's not going to be like loved and cherished and worshipped. He's not going to Cleveland either. Cleveland's got a good thing going. They don't need to bring LeBron in. Hot take. I don't think they would. I think it'd be a terrible idea. But Chris King, Chris King, <laughs> but... the Spurs start their rebuild with both LeBron James and Ben Simmons. Your thoughts? <laughs> Touche. Touche, Jimmy. I like. I like that. Like Wu Tang. You know, your takes have been been hot, but also realistic as well, and I love that about you. Um, I don't know that Joey Popeye Jones. Other than that, other than that one, that's the weird one. But uh, what's uh, you got another take for us or? Uh, no, here's what, what we do, Jimmy. Let's, let's do. Let's let Wu Tang argue the MVP table with us, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, perfect. All right, perfect, perfect. So, uh, Wu Tang, every week, as you know, because you are a loyal listener, we do appreciate that. We do have our MVP table. Um, right now, the table has six people on it. The head of the table right now acknowledge Joel Embiid as the head of the table. Jokic is there. Luca's no. there. Tatum is there. Giannis is there. And KD overtook Ja last week for that sixth spot at the table um we're gonna go to rod first i want Wu-Tang to collect his thoughts here because we're kind of springing this on him i apologize for that rod is your head of the table still joel Embiid? yes my head of the table is still joel Embiid. but i want to do something else here jimmy as i so often like to do i just like to throw a curveball right at you as soon as you bring it back to me but i was the one who removed job morant from the mvp table and put kevin durant in I was anticipating that we would see Kevin Durant by now. I thought he was going to make one of those miraculous <laughs> Kevin Durants. Like I'm on the suns now. Let me get I'm, a couple I'm good now. Yeah. The all-star break. We did not see that. I also wanted just to send a message to John Morant, as we talked about, right? Be a little better with your crew, be a little smarter about the people you're hanging around with. So I would be completely open to putting John Morant back on the table after his one week hiatus, considering the man that I put on the table still is yet to come back and play basketball. Okay, Chris King, let's go to you real quick. Joel Embiid, still on your head of the table, and what's your Ja KD take? I think there. I I don't think there's a true head of the table right what? now. I I listen. I I do. This is your gimmick. Think, I know. I think there needs to be three guys at the head. I think I think you can't. Sit, there's not a big Who enough tank, separation. Shut up! Don't say a word. No, I'm just joking. Joel, Joel <laughs> Embiid. Giannis and uh, what Luca's doing. Luca is not Luca. Uh, Joker. Joker's putting together the most efficient season ever for NBA what team. What kind of weird IKEA table really? do you got? These people sitting out that has three heads to it. I, listen, listen. I just don't know if I can separate them. The way Giannis came back after the injury, he's playing like a beast. Joel Embiid's playing like uh, a man possessed, and and. Joker is still playing better than what he did the past two seasons when he did win. Can I ask MVP. another question? Who is Joel Embiid? Are we talking about Joel Embiid or are we talking about Joel Embiid? Which guy are we talking about? It's the pass rush. So, okay. God's always just getting out you, people about how they pronounce fucking. Hey, he does it bad to me, Lou, because he knows <laughs> I like can't Rod's pronounce name. anybody's name. Rod, Rod is just like. If you can't pronounce his name, Rod just will give you zero credit for any sort of... Heaven forbid I'm attempting to be a professional <laughs> broadcaster. How dare I attempt to bring people correct information on an auto, auto audio podcast? So there's one yeah, thing... I don't, I don't care. I don't, okay, go ahead. There's one thing I know. We got to get this on video as soon as possible. Wu-Tang did a fantastic uh, uh, visual <laughs> that we will not talk about on this audio podcast. Wu-Tang. So you've gotten a second to think about it. We have Joel Embiid okay. as one of the three heads of the table uh, right now. 
Are you okay with him being the front runner for the MVP? And then let's talk about KD if he should be on there or not. Uh, not in the slightest, do I think. Joel MBD. <laughs> Joel is fine. This Joel guy, get him out. Okay, okay, okay. Get Joel out. Uh, <laughs> on this on this auto podcast, you know about cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good yeah, one. No, so, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't even actually think he's. Pro- I would say he's four or five. What? For me. Okay. Who's, right, who's well, better who's than Joel Embiid? Jokic. I think it's Jokic. shocking. He likes the foreign big guy. This Jokic propaganda is just too far. It's not Jokic propaganda. He's the best player on the best team with the least amount of help. He's the best player. He's the best player in the NBA. Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. <coughs> yeah. Some some little kid on the playground is going to walk up to you and say, who's the best player in the NBA? You're going to look right that kid right in the eye and say, Nikola Jokic. Uh, I think my children would say that. Your children. Because well, They have Nikola Jokic my, you can go wake, okay. You can go wake I mean, your jerseys, lovely children up out of yeah. bed right now. You can truck them down in front of the podcast, and you can say, who's the best player in the NBA? And they're going to say Nikola Jokic. I bet you $100 they don't. That's not fair because you know Annie has this weird fucking affection for LeBron. <laughs> you know that's not. Do you know fair. why she has affection for LeBron? Because LeBron's one of the greatest basketball players to ever lace up his sneakers. But we're not even talking about LeBron right here. But for you to say that the best player in the NBA is Nikola Jokic is just flat out disgusting. It's just flat out disgusting that this doughy, unathletic, efficiency, made up stat monster on a team that's never done anything in the playoffs is getting all of this hate, this praise heaped upon him. All right. I want everybody yeah. to remember, yeah, Joel, everybody to Joel remember when Steve Nash won back-to-back MVPs, we were all so happy and great. Oh, look at Steve Nash. Look at all the I flack this Steve guy Nash catches now for winning back-to-back MVPs. And we're going to let this guy win three in a row. It's ridiculous. So, or Giannis. So you're, You've you've got you've got Joel Embiid, whose team has done so much in the playoffs that he trumps Jokic. I see what you I see what you do with a there. way better team with a way. Joel Embiid is not cast. in line to win his third MVP in a row, Jimmy. I heard what you were doing there, Cat, but it's not the same thing at all. Okay, Jokic will be Excuse winning me. his third MVP in a row. All right, that puts him in line with Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. Joel Embiid would be winning his first MVP. It's perfectly fine for someone to win their first MVP if they don't have a championship or a bunch of playoff success because Russell Westbrook has an MVP, for Christ's sake. Chris, I think all the other players in the NBA could just leave, and it would just be Jokic, and Rod would still not want him to be the MVP. (laughs) Not this year, Uh, because that'd be three in a row. Listen, part of me agrees with Rod. I don't necessarily like him winning three in a row. That being said, we probably shouldn't have given it to him two years ago. Uh, oh, we did, so you, get, you I, can't go back and do that. I know, I know, but you can't deny that the dude's averaging a triple-double with a 70% true shooting percentage. True That's shooting. never been true done shooting. before. True shooting, what does that mean? What's VORP? What's SNORP? What's true shooting? What is, I mean, why do we do this? Why do we do this with Jokic and we don't do it with anybody else? Well, we do it with everybody else, but when his numbers are better than everybody's, that's what you say. Like, like he doesn't score as much as Joel Embiid. He's getting, what, 33 points a game? But he does a lot more that Joel doesn't do as far as distribution yeah, like and everything. Defense? That's what he does Like that, that Joel doesn't do. Joel actually plays defense. He's a force for Philadelphia on that end. Joker's not. Actually, Chris. I know. Chris, that's why I want him no, up no, no, there no, no. Hold on, hold with, on. with Joker because of the stats like his stocks. You know how I love stocks. That's why I have Joel Embiid. I picked like Joel Embiid to win the MVP. <laughs> no, no, Chris. 
I want you to look at, at actually his defensive win shares. I actually what think are we it's doing? not that bad. bringing up win shares, Jimmy. What's <laughs> happening? Yeah, I, I don't have. I, think, I don't have win honestly, shares. I think Jokic is up there. I'm not bullshitting you. I'm dead. I saw a stat like that, and I was shocked too because I didn't think his defense was that great. But hey, we'll take. Can I? Can I give you my rest of my five? Go ahead. Or are we go done? ahead. I mean, you lost me a while ago, but go ahead. I'm sure the listeners are enjoying this. Jokic. Or the freak, and I think they're one A and one B. Tatum, Morant, four, and then fifth. Poku. Mm. Who? Poku. Nurkic. Bobo. No clown on Nurkic. I don't think it's he's Bobo, isn't it? Uh Luca. Probably uh God, I don't even know. I don't think I could. You're not gonna put seventy seven from never... Dallas in your top five? I'd probably yeah, probably yeah, probably yeah. Wow. Luca. No love for yeah, Joel Luca. Embiid. Wow. No, that was his whole All point. Right. He was trying to prove why Joel Embiid could be shut out, and then he still didn't even put Luka Doncic's name in there. He was he was grasping for straws. Again, I wish we had video. You guys would have seen the the gears in Wu Tang's eyes. Just he's grasping at straws there. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm a little tired. I'm a single dad right now. With even the even Thad in Florida, I got the two littles by myself. I'm already tired. Well, we'll let you get back to it. Jimmy, wrap this show up. We took oh, no, no, no. This is more fun. I got, hey, listen, I'm, single, I'm a single pro dad. I got him down sleeping. Well, at least one of them. The other one's in a room looking at books, asking for water and fucking goldfish every two minutes. So, <laughs> Cheez-Its. I go to the gas station to get some chew today. What do you think they want? Fucking cheese. I go, we have Cheez-Its. Oh, no, we want Cheez-Its. All right, All right. fair enough. You can have your Cheez-Its. Have your Cheez-Its, too. <laughs> you know what I really wanted was a payday. <laughs> Look at I'm losing it over here. We're going to do a commercial. For fucking paydays. Look at that. I got a giant payday box. All the paydays you would want on the planet. I got a right paydays last me and my family for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we were wrong. We were wrong, Jimmy. We thought it was going to be something completely different, but it was paydays and gas station trips for two. What were you thinking, strippers? No, we we knew though, we knew that you were gonna go off the rails on something. We just we didn't guess that. Jimmy, you're mute. Jimmy, you're on mute. It's probably good that I was on mute. Chris, just say goodbye, internet. Let's get out of here. <laughs> goodbye, internet. Jimmy, you're the best. I love you. Hey, happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>